With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to another episode, guys, of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. Hi. Hi. Um. My name is Amanda, if you've forgotten. And my name is Dino Ray Ramos. And yes, this episode is a fun one. It's, it's a, a little dirty. It's a special episode. <laughs> it's a little dirty. It's a very special episode. For, th- uh, for this episode, we welcome our new friend, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan O'Connell, O'Connell uh, who is the creator and writer of the series Special on Netflix. And it's a very interesting show. It's, it's funny. It's heartwarming. It's about his journey and it's based on his own life because he has cerebral palsy and yeah. he's gay and yeah, yeah, yeah. it just follows that journey in the most interesting way as yeah, possible and it's yeah. pretty cute i like how the interactions between him and his mom oh like, god those are yeah. my favorite my favorite scenes yeah and and, and just like <laughs> it's it, it gets it gets fun and it gets there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of sex scenes <laughs> There's a lot of sex, which if you listen to our podcast, yeah. you probably understand he, why. And you know what? Also, I have to give it up to Ryan. Ryan is not afraid to talk about anything. Hell no. He, he'll just it. be open <laughs> and honest. And also, he's working on the Rhino 210 reboot. He is. And he gave us some spoilers. No, no he didn't. I'm he just didn't. kidding. But yeah, he is He is a writer on that. On that and he's also too. worked on Will and & Grace. And um, what else? Has, oh, um... What else has he worked on? I don't know if he. Well, did he work? I know Jim Parsons is. A, oh, awkward. He, oh, awkward. Oh, awkward. awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I lo- I love that yeah. show. I don't know if you guys watch Awkward. Did you guys watch Awkward? Oh, it was funny to me. It was like an MTV show, so yeah. you didn't like really have that many like high expectations. Yeah. But it was actually really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Jim Parsons is a, is an EP on yeah, this. Yeah, and he told us how meeting with him, how right. this whole project came together. How rich he is. Yeah, <laughs> and how rich he is. <laughs> that kidding. Big Bang Theory money. No, but Ryan, um, his show special is out now streaming so you guys should watch it on netflix yeah yeah (laughs) so without further ado here is mr ryan o'connor hi mr ryan Thank you for coming on the New Mr. Hollywood Ryan. podcast, Mr. Ryan. Has people call you yeah. Mr. Ryan? Yeah. Mr. Ryan? No, yeah. but today's the day to start. <laughs> a whole new world for me. Yeah. Mr. Ryan sounds uh, so official, like it Mr. Does. Ryan. Yeah. Or it sounds like a teacher, like a, like Mr. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like the cool the teacher, cool teacher. Who, like, a, yeah. who's like the the renegade, the one that teaches like, the kids yeah, to yeah. speak their mind. Oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how do you know that was exactly me? That was that's your my brand. Life. That's who I am. I'm always teaching kids. 
kids, <laughs> things. I mean, that actually sounds creepy. <laughs> Never mind. Rewind the tape, etc. Et it's okay. We'll do. We'll edit that out. <laughs> or don't. Oh, don't. Or not. You know. <laughs> or uh, no, probably not. So you know, you you've had a kind of a, a really good storied uh, TV writing career. Have you always like what actually made you want to kind of get into the TV writing realm? Well, I grew up like loving television in this mm. like very psychotic way, where like. I would like ask for scripts for Christmas. Like literally that's like oh, all I asked for. Well, yeah, I know. Really? So I could study the format. Mm. <laughs> um, Wait, how old was this? Like eight. Really? Yeah. It was So like, what kind of crazy. scripts were you getting? I was eight. really, really into I wonder, wait, when did Buffy come on? It was actually, Ooh, Buffy, Buffy came on 97. It was born okay. in 86, so maybe this was 11. Sorry, I was okay. 11. Okay, but still, that's, that's, that's. And so, Buffy, you're like, um, Buffy, Dawson's Creek. Okay, so the, the oh, the golden age of the, of the WB. <laughs> yes. Publicity. Yes. So, I would ask for these scripts, which I think my parents would find in Hollywood. Like, they would drive, I grew up in Ventura, and they would, like, drive to Hollywood to get me scripts. Aww. And I think they would, like, on a Hollywood Boulevard or something like that. And then I would, like, devour them. And then I started writing my own scripts in my own little notebook mm-hmm. and I also like watched TV with closed captioning on so it could like resemble dialogue mm-hmm. I was like kind of unwell mm-hmm. but um but I just really liked the format I really liked the world of TV so um yeah I mean I felt like if I it's like the only thing I know how to do mm-hmm. so. was there a particular like you mentioned some shows but was there a particular person or, or or TV show that kind of finally said you know that it was like the turning point for you or like oh, this is what I want to do well there was like there was like three I would say uh-huh. um, and I've written on the reboots of two of them so um, <laughs> okay so oh, nice. so my so-called life was huge for yes. me I loved it and I actually watched it in real time when I was eight years old and my family and I would watch together. And I had, oh, that's, that's, I had, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's very sweet. I had no idea what was going on. All I knew mm-hmm. is that they were like near lockers. And I loved that. <laughs> I, I, know, I was like, I want a locker. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a locker. When do I get a locker? Yeah. Um, I loved that show so much. And I still do. I rewatch it all the time. Mm-hmm. And Will and Grace obviously was mm-hmm. insanely formative for me. I loved it. And 90210. I was a 90210 obsessed fan. Um, I also watched that in real time, so that mm-hmm. aired in '89. Oh my god, I probably did. You watch it throughout <laughs> like the whole thing? Because it was like stop, from 2000. Did you right? stop at a certain point? I stopped um, like season eight, oh, season okay. nine. What? I actually I kept on for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you, you, you held you, 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 like you, you hang on there. Yeah, because I think I started to fall off. Of course, you know, the college years. It's, it yeah. It started to get questionable. Yeah. Oh, I liked yeah. it. I'm still on. It was like, it oh, was... I did like it when uh, when um, Kelly, like, almost joined the cult. Oh, love that. <laughs> and then, wait, but she joined the cult because she got burned in a fire. Yes. With that girl, Allison, who had a lesbian crush on her. Now, here's the deal. I watched Dino Twino starting when I was, like, four years old. And you know how when some people, like, like you, you learn the second language when you're young because your brain is a sponge. And yeah, you yeah. Print. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I learned the language of nine oh two now. Okay. <laughs> so like, I know so many things about that show that even shock me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, how the fuck do I know that? But I, I watched it when I was placenta, and it just like, <laughs> it absorbed into my fucking skull. And yeah. So now I just have all this. I thought it was useless information about Night of No, it's, yeah. But now I know it's, like it's very serving useful. me. I well, now it's serving me on the reboot. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember random things from there. I mean, like uh, I don't know, uh, like uh, like like the burning of Kelly, whatever. Yeah, or, uh, Kelly got it the worst. I, no, Kelly you know, got she trolled was a lot. You think no, so? she, she was, did? She was yeah. raped. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I think a like she killed times. somebody. Yeah. Oh, like, when she wore that sexy outfit to that Halloween party. Oh, I know. And then, oh, honey, that doesn't that doesn't age well. And Brenda was like, what? you doing <laughs> like you're asking for it honey like literally and, I was and like, it was like well, it just, the dress was well. not even no that it does bad. not age well <laughs> at all yeah, and yeah. everyone was like well i mean everyone's obviously upset
that when she was almost date raped. But they yeah, also yeah. were like, Kelly, well, like yeah, you, shouldn't you shouldn't have, have worn, yeah. <laughs> should have worn that outfit. Oh my god! Oh. And those episodes with the parents was were so wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just interesting because yeah. it's like now I feel like on TV everyone has to be super sexy, mm-hmm. but they were actually they looked like real parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's something that like. Oh, that's true. Their parents like really looked like boring parents. They looked like parents. <laughs> yeah. 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 So how were you, like, when you first wanted to, like, started out in the business, how were people kind of, like, receiving you? Like, what, 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 were there any, like, people, people that were like, oh, we, you know, were there, was there any kind of, I like guess. Like, discrimination um, yeah, or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I don't okay. think so. I think, um, well, I started in a really kind of, like, kismet like, um, incredible way, which I probably will now have to, like, go to witness protection for <laughs> after admitting. But basically, I got a book deal when I was living in New York, and then my book agent set me up with a TV agent. I had written a pilot and I moved to LA in like July. I didn't know how anything worked. I, I didn't know what staffing season was. I didn't know what network, like I didn't understand the lingo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know about a website named Deadline. I remember <laughs> like, I remember like on my first staffing job, um, I saw someone on Deadline. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, oh honey, like don't start because once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, I, thank you. I know. Well, no. I mean, that's kind no, of No, you I know what it's like for yeah, industry yeah, yeah. folks. It's emotional cutting. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Honey, it's emotional. Especially but, when Nikki was in charge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but even so, like, even like even so, it's literally like, oh, look at all these writers that are, like, doing better than you, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I, so basically, I moved to... LA and I didn't know how anything worked but they were like well what shows do you watch and I was like I really like that show Awkward and um, I they're like oh well they're staffing now and then so I just had a meeting within three weeks I didn't know what how anything worked and I got the job my mm. first meeting ever having just moved here which I know is not how things were yeah <laughs> not at all um, I know like that's why I'm like witness protection program yeah. time I'm like but I will say like after that job ended I had like a year of unemployment and mm. believe me like mom is you know not as smooth my, it took me four years to make my television show so. I understand the ebbs and flows of the business much more now, but um, it was it was kind of nice also like not knowing the stakes of it, like because I just kind of went in being myself, and I was mm-hmm. like, anyways, I just came from New York. I mm-hmm. didn't know I didn't mm-hmm. know what Los Angeles really was or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. So I think it almost like worked in my favor. I'm glad I didn't know so much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, were you did you like go through formal school training for being a screenwriter, or did you? Just um, I mean, I went to college and I majored in creative writing, which okay. just means I wrote like a lot of yeah. bad stories about like hotels and like <laughs> freeways and like you know I was reading a lot of. Ooh, like, I'm interested. Oh yeah. no, honey, you don't want to know. Hotels and freeways, sign me up. Burn, baby, right. burn. No, 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 no. Um, no, I just like was finding my voice, but I was like imitating, you know, Joan Didion and Brett Easton Ellis and all that stupid mm. shit. So <laughs> it took me a while to even like click into my voice and what that was mm. and all that stuff. But um, I mean, I, I don't regret. I, I think that actually majoring in creative writing was really helpful because you kind of, you just making those mistakes leads you to finding your actual voice. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's yeah. the silver lining. Yeah, and now you have special, which yeah. is a very special uh, Netflix yes, series. It's special. Yeah. Have you guys <laughs> seen it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. she. Yeah. We watched all the episodes. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, you liked it? Yeah. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, it's we were fun. just talking. Yeah, we were just talking about. Yeah, it was really. It's definitely something. I love the fact that first of all, this is truly something that you've never seen before. I know yeah. everybody I know. says that, I which have, is crazy yeah. though, and yeah. that makes me so mad. It makes me mad. Yeah. But 
I just it makes like, me so mad. Like, why are we here? Like, why is <laughs> like this? Like, 2019, it's right? Yeah. Like, let's catch up. Update <laughs> right? computer, honey. <laughs> yeah. Update computer. It, ma- it makes us happy and also mad. You right, know? yeah. 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 yeah but it's yeah. here, which is great. And um, just want to, how did you get Jim? How did he, how did he come aboard so, to this world? The, okay, so basically, um, so I wrote my book. And then a few months before it came out, I wrote a post coming out, The Disabled Closet. Because when I got my book deal with Simon Schuster, I had sold them kind of this like stupid how to be a 20 something book. And then at a cook off meeting, I was like, actually, I want to talk about having cerebral palsy. So when I, so, which I had not talked about publicly, like really ever, but no. when I was 20, I was hit by a car. Um, and I, it was actually really bad. I developed this thing called compartment syndrome and I lost a lot of function in my left hand and mm-hmm. I had to have tons of surgeries, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is that I moved to New York and everyone assumed that my cerebral palsy was actually from my accident. And I had a mild case of cerebral palsy. I always had this feeling of not belonging really in the able-bodied world or disabled world. And Mm -hmm. I felt like being an accident victim was much more relatable Mm -hmm. and like easy to understand. It was like a a quicker story rather than like being like, I have cerebral palsy and being like, what's that? I thought it affected this. I was like, are you born with it? Like, it's just, honey, it's a conversation you just don't want to fucking have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, an accident victim, everyone can relate to that. Now, obviously, I realized, like, when doing that, I was essentially lying about who I was, which is <laughs> problematic and, like, yeah. not chic and will cause you problems later on. Um, so I, when I got the book deal, I kind of feel like I realized deep down that this was my opportunity to be honest with myself and with the world about mm-hmm. who I really was. Um, anyway, so I wrote the book, and I still hadn't really told anyone about having cerebral palsy. Like, People would always ask me, like, what's it about? And I'm like, I don't know, like, this and that, XOXO. Oh. You know? <laughs> I was, like, very, like, shy girl in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I, I wrote a post coming out of the disabled closet, and then my friend Adam Roberts posted it on his Facebook, and Adam is friends with Todd Spiewak and uh, Jim's partner and Jim. And they read it, and they wanted to read the book, so... I got an email one morning saying Jim Parsons wants to meet you and I was like what like lol like what are you talking about (laughs) I just didn't I mean the book hadn't been it wasn't kind of come out in Mm -hmm. like six months Mm -hmm. like it was like you know so anyway you know went to Jim's house which was like you know, I couldn't even like find a way in. It's so big. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I got a lot of big bank theory I, money. I, I, I literally was money. like, and I was scared to meet him yeah. because because I had been around actors and I knew how weird they were. So I, just, <laughs> I so I was really expecting like a psycho. You know what I mean? <laughs> and basically, what ended up happening is that Jim and Todd and I we just had the best conversation ever, and they are. So I mean, to this day, having met more famous people now, like, they are so down to earth and not even in, like, a celebrity way. I feel like the the bar for celebrity is so low. Like, I remember, (laughs) I I sat next to Nicole at, like, a dinner party once and he, like, said hello and I was like, well, he's fucking Mother Teresa. (laughs) He's a good person. Anyone that says anything about, by the way, I'm sure he's a great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, But like, like, literally, like, you say hi and you're like, he's a good man. He's a good man. Or they just look at you and they're like, oh, my God. Okay, humble. Okay. Okay, she's humble. She's humble. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Jim is actually just like regular person yeah. good, yes. and Todd is regular person good, and they were just incredible. Anyway, when Jim was interested, Hollywood came sniffing around because they're like, of CP, course. gay, chic, love. <laughs> so, um, hot new marginalized part, like, for, you know, <laughs> right. population like of people. Very intersectional. Very yeah, they're like, oh my God, tech, we don't even understand what that means, boxes. but we know it's important, question mark. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> I'm at exactly. lunch. Um, so, anyways, so a couple of studios came out of the woodwork and made offers, and um, I just really connected with Jim and Todd. And they hadn't started their production company yet. They had, like, or they were going to, but there wasn't even an exec hired. And they just, they really liked it. And I know this sounds like cheesy, but like they just 
really believed in it. It wasn't mm-hmm. really about like a money thing or a prestige thing. Like they just were like, oh, like we really want to make this. So mm-hmm. um, we, you know, assembled this amazing team. We got John Regi, who's this incredible producer, worked on Thirty Rock and mm-hmm. the Comeback, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, two good shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John's it's incredible. And then Craig Johnson, who's a best friend, like one of my best friends, and he directed Skeleton Twins. Oh, yes. Strange Love. Love Skeleton yeah. Twins. Yeah, 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 I know. He's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then of course, Jim. So, you know, went with my gay mafia. Every powerless yeah. gay needs an army of power gays to, like, make sure their voice is heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had that. And we went to a bunch of places. It was, in the I think, the summer of 2015. And everyone loved it the pitch went over so incredibly well and we've been told by a few places that we were going to get offers and then we just never did mm. and i think that it was a different time it's four years honey but we've changed so much in yeah. four years again like 2015 it was like i think it was like brad city amy schumer women being funny confused but love yeah. <laughs> like, you know what i mean yeah. so like I think that like gay disability was down the list, honey. Like, yeah. like get out the magnifying glass. Like read the fine print. <laughs> like it was just like a different moment in the culture. I don't yeah. think people were ready for this jelly. So <laughs> um, anyway, so what ended up happening is we went to this division. I'm sorry. I'm just like telling you. No, you no care. Okay. I'm, yeah, this is this is what we're all about. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. stop you if <laughs> we get too much. Okay. Even like saying like. Okay. <laughs> the blood, sweat, and queers yeah. that went into making this show because yes. it did. There Ooh, was a lot. That's your true Hollywood story. Blood, blood sweat, sweat, and queers, yes. honey. <laughs> honey. Okay, yeah. honey. Yeah. Okay, so basically, we went to this division within Warner Brothers, this digital platform, Stage Thirteen, that was doing short form content, and then they bought it. So they commissioned me to write the scripts, but I was also like working on TV shows. I was working on Will and Grace, and um, you know, so I was doing the special was always kind of like my weekend hoe. Like I was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was like, I was like, I visit her on the weekends and at, and at night, you know, and that's what I, I do. Why aren't you paying guess, attention to me? Yeah, <laughs> and in this scenario, I'm somehow straight. That's why I'm calling your show. <laughs> I don't know. We'll unpack that later. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, I finished the scripts right when Will and Grace ended, and then, um, and then we sent the scripts to Netflix, and Netflix decided to buy it. It was really kind of anticlimactic after like four years of just like no, 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 and even like at stage thirteen, like there was still a question of whether or not it was going to get made. Like you know how it is. Like you just never know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. you're greenlit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then having like a huge streamer like Netflix, like it's so powerful. Like mm-hmm. having them endorse it, it was like full steam ahead. Um, so it's been an incredible ride because I never, you know, I have managed expectations. Like I, I, you know, for something to actually get made is just incredible in itself because mm-hmm. so many things die in development. So. I never thought really that it was going to get made. And if it was going to get made, I assumed it was going to like be made on one of those fucking digital platforms where like two people know about it (laughs) and you need to like give a toenail to like in order to like join and like, you know, and then, and then it goes, and then it goes out of business six months later. You know what I'm talking about? One of those. Like an awesomeness or like full screen. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You know, just just so we're clear. I'm actually talking about, I'm talking about Verizon Go 90. (laughs) Um, I mean, Rising Identity actually think I think it went out of business, right? And I think think so. I think full screen. I think full screen is full screen. I think full screen's still around. I think somebody bought. Somebody bought full screen. Okay, right? honey. <laughs> Buyer's like remorse. Got into something. <laughs> yeah. It got folded I mean, into something. That else. screen's not so know. full, and, honey. Yeah. And then like um, Yahoo had one for a while, right? I'm sure she yes. did. <laughs> I'm sure she did. God bless. But God she got bless Netflix, them. So, so having the endorsement of because also I think that 
we're so used to niche stories being told like in like on niche platforms yeah. mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like our story gets told but it gets told like on this thing that no one ever sees so like who cares yeah. right so having netflix's support and having this story reach the mainstream mm-hmm. and having literally everyone have access to it also i feel like we live in a culture where truly no one knows how to watch tv anymore like mm-hmm. literally people are like I don't know how to watch that. And you're like, it's on HBO. They're like, I don't get it. Don't yeah. <laughs> like, literally, I think I, I was, when I was working with Will and Grace, someone was like, well, where do I watch that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But, al- but also, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I have cable. I'm like a vintage bitch. Like, I have like a cable box. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I have one too. I but honey, cable, we're yeah. medium rare. We're dying out. <laughs> we are dying out. No one fucking has that shit. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. No well, one. So, you know, also, like, we yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to have it because of work. And you probably have to have it for work too. So. No. I <laughs> I'm just like, like I'm I honestly am just like basic and I like really need to watch my real housewife in like real time yeah, yeah. and I think it's just like a comfy feeling of like I'm recording this like I just love it <laughs> I just love it so anyway but everyone else is like I don't know how to turn it down like what's going on so Netflix everyone understands right, and everyone's right. like oh I know, oh, yeah, I know, I know exactly that, where right. to go yeah. so anyway that makes me feel so happy and so basically the journey of this was long and arduous but we ended up in a place that I couldn't even have imagined. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, I think like a good like uh, not only like not only with the premise, but I also like the fact that they were short and easy to yeah. to to di- digest. Like everything yeah. was straight. To the point. <laughs> I wanted was, to do a half hour. Did you? I did. I, 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 did. I honestly, I think for for me and for us, probably because we have to watch so many. Oh things yes. and <laughs> so many things on this to me was ideal. I think it was perfect. Yeah, I thought it yeah. was perfect too. I, I mean, like I, I wouldn't mind if it was like yeah, full no, hour. Thank yeah. You. yeah, thank you. But, but like but, I think you fit a lot in the real estate. Right. Oh, right, she yeah. had to. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no wiggle room. Yeah. I mean, here, okay, so as a writer, you know, I come from half hours. So 15 was a whole new <laughs> that I was like, okay, TBD. Mm-hmm. But um, basically what you realize is that you have room for an A story and you have room for a B story. Right. And you never can do a C story. Yeah. And so I realized very early on that I wanted to focus the story on Ryan and his mom because I yeah. wanted to see what it was like to like have two people starting their lives in different right, phases in different of their phase, lives. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. But like Kim, for example, my best friend, like I love her. Poonam Patel is a fucking Yes. Movie. And I'm like, I would love to see her outside of the lens of yeah. Ryan. And I'd like to see her more developed. Yeah, I want, I want to, yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I love Olivia too. Like, oh, Olivia is my yeah. queen. I actually was just even, talking to Marla yeah. when I hear the actress who plays That's her. That's what I was telling him. I'm like, even though she's a bitch, I really, I no, it's like because she, she she plays it in a way where you're like, oh, I kind of want to be your I'll friend. Be your, exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing about Olivia, and it's actually really funny because Jim Jim Parsons just emailed me today, being like, what I love about Olivia was like, is this? I, can I give spoilers? Yeah, well, I mean, well, by well, the time, well, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. say spoiler alert. Shit, so, yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> um, like if you haven't, like, don't worry, it takes like an hour to get there, yeah. so it's not that far. <laughs> We're not on a long road here. Um, so basically. Like when she calls out Ryan for his internalized ableism, like the thing is that like Olivia is incredibly like perceptive. Like that's why she's good at her job. Yeah. Like, she can read everyone to filth because she has such like profound emotional yeah, intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like to her, she's sort of like, like what's the big deal? You're disabled. Like get the fuck over it. Like right. she's just confused. Yeah. She like doesn't understand it because she's lived her authentic self right. for so long that she can't imagine anyone being embarrassed of anything. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, she loves it when they are because it, it helps her job. Like, exactly. But like, but she's just like yeah. So I actually think that like she's I don't know. I think that she's much more than just like a nightmare boss bitch. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. No, she, she's very nuanced. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. Definitely. And definitely. she's also just weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but love she's like weird. super weird. Yeah. I love it. And I, but I love the, it though. Just the fact. 
haven't. Your site is called Egg Woke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lol, I know. Can you see a site be called that? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Like genuinely? Yeah, you know, it's, har- it's harrowing. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I mean, I, li- I wrote, you know, Olivia, but obviously, like, I feel like the quirks and the physicality, that was all Marla. She's mm. such an incredible actress. She comes from musical theater, so I feel like she just, like, she was on Broadway and stuff, and I feel like she just hears the music in, like, a different way. I think, like, it's all about rhythm with her, and I think with comedy, comedy is all rhythm. Yeah. So she's, um, she's incredible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So, you know, special is based kind of part of parts of your life, right? Yes. And so, like, we we were discussing, you know, there's a, there's a specific episode where you go on a blind date with Mm -hmm. a deaf blind date. Yeah. Uh, uh, And I found that very interesting just because it seems like, you know, you guys are both disabled in a way. And, um, you kind of are all, I'm going to take a pass on this. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, how did you like even begin to kind of unpack that? Or like, what did you, what were you trying to kind of story? Did that happen in real life? Yeah. Did it happen in real life? Oh, it did. Well, sort of a version of it. happened. So in high school, I'm going to date myself, but (laughs) there was a hot deaf guy that went to my high school Mm -hmm. and he messaged me on MySpace and asked me on a date. Okay. MySpace. (laughs) That's where I'm dating myself. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, and I was like, Ew, disgusting freak. I would never. Meanwhile, I'm like drooling all over myself. Like I'm like limping all over campus. Like I was so not, I so hated my disability that in a weird way, I almost like willfully detached myself from it. I mean, this is before I got hit by a car even. Mm -hmm. But like, so it's like anyone that reminded me of myself was just get away from me. Get it was away yeah, from me, almost like almost like a form of a little. I think a lot of people, marginalized people, go through a kind of oh self hatred. Kind of yeah, so yeah, yeah, self hatred yeah, yeah. one hundred and one. I mean, even like with gay men, internalized homophobia. Yes. Like like if we like get set up on a guy like on a date, and the guy we're like, mm, he's too like queenie, he's too yeah. femme, and you're like, bitch, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, like, let's, like, as you are wearing a tiara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, and it's like let's like I mean, come on. Yeah. So I think I think it's honestly really relatable. I think it happens basically in every community that is that basically not straight white male. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I thought it was a version of it that I had never seen on TV before. So and I, he was I, a I, very attractive guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's so attractive. Ryan should That's be a, so lucky. Right? Are you I was fucking like, wait, kidding? what is going on here? It was, I think, <laughs> out of his league. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I love that, that just that scene in general that it kind yeah. of spoke volumes right, in a way. And right. I, there was something very profound about that and I was just like, oh, what's his problem? I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, there's, I mean, I there's a little bit it was a little bit laborious to be on a date like that but still you know because no it's definitely ryan hating himself and wanting to reject that part of himself yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that guy is hot yeah yeah. (laughs) were there any other parts of the show that kind of like the the toilet scene with (laughs) i know i actually i really that actually happened so there are are very few there, there are very few things that i took from the book i think the book i think that's the only thing i took from the book which is that yeah, my mom, like, I did that once. <laughs> on a, on, it was, yeah, it's not chic. I, there's no way around it. It's real. I it's mean, real. It though. is, yeah, I yeah. guess. But, like, it's also, like, embarrassing. And, I mean, it's just the lengths you go to to take care of your child mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. like, ultimately don't serve you or your child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that's very real. Yeah. So, like, you know, you said you, in this the, the book and in the, the TV show you kind of come out as disabled and also, at the same time, you're exploring your sexuality in, the, in this, you know, you, you hired a sex worker. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you try to do the hookup thing, but it, it's awkward and yes. weird. But so, like, how did you strike a balance between the two, especially with the limited time you have? The balance between what? Oh, yeah, you disabled, like, kind of exploring, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, they didn't in. feel, like, separate to me. Okay. They, they felt all part of the same piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like, I mean, when we, 
when we initially went with Jim's company or like I remember my agents were like you're gonna have to go so you're gonna go to network and I was like I'm not going to network they're like they're like yeah ABC NBC see me as the new and I was like I would rather die I mean like 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 to me exploring the sexuality of a disabled person was like the most interesting thing about this project and Mm -hmm. I was thinking like sell it to CBS and watch its balls get chopped off and then never get made (laughs) um and then turn it into like a fun wacky sitcom yeah um so i i just think that was really, I, I don't know i just think that sex like gay men sexuality you can't divorce the two like they're very like it's very sewn in the fabric mm-hmm. of who we are um and i think that like with disabled people especially like our dicks have been cut off like i don't think society sees us as like sexual beings mm-hmm. of agency um so it was really really important to me that we like like that we show that like yes like disabled people have like sexual wants and needs and mm-hmm. just like everybody else and they deserve to be serviced and there's nothing shameful about yeah. that mm-hmm. so I loved it I mean I didn't love shooting the scene <laughs> <laughs> the things you do for your art you yeah know? exactly yeah. yeah I think like oftentimes when you're you're telling these stories about that are mainly about people from marginalized com- communities you kind of I feel like especially when it's like has never been done you kind of make it sweet so that pe- it's easily digestible yeah. for people and people can I guess people can Safe. be yeah. more people yeah. can sympathize a little bit more mm-hmm. but I like the fact that you showed a lot of the dark and the and and the and the muddy and and everything about um, being somebody that's living with a disability do you think about what you want the audience to take from from the series you know I get that question a lot and it's like I think I just want people to realize that disabled people are not something to be pitied or infantilized and that they're li- that they're complicated and they're, you know, they're sexual and they're messy and they can be assholes too. Like it was mm-hmm. really important to me that like Ryan behaves badly because I also hate this idea of like, you know, he has to be vir- like, you know, if you show a minority, they have to be like virtuous and yeah. they can't fuck up. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Like, Ryan's truly like an asshole sometimes, mm-hmm, like, because mm-hmm. it's it's like being like a real person. Right, yeah. Hello. Right, right. So, like, to me, like, I say, I want people to take away is like, yeah, like, yeah. disabled people, like, they're not different from you, right. and you shouldn't be scared of them, and you shouldn't want to. Like treat them with kid gloves. Yeah, that's yeah. why I really liked Olivia because, or yes. yeah, because Olivia it's like Olivia does it. She's straightforward, no and bullshit. I think a lot of times when you when you you come across disabled people, you're like, oh, I have to be this certain like, way. You have to coddle. You have well, to coddle them, and it's, it's interesting. Like, like sometimes, like well, in the screenings, when I mean, everyone fucking loves Olivia and they laugh, but some of her early lines, like. People are like, oh, like when she like insults Ryan. I'm like, no, yeah. like fuck it. Are you fucking like stop it? Like if it. she's gonna be a bitch to one person, I mean, she's, she's gonna be a bitch to all. Honey, yeah. she's equal opportunity. Exactly. And she sees him. Like he's like, she sees how coddled he is, and she's like, fuck that. That's not gonna help him. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and I'm gonna treat him like as a disabled person. I'm speaking for myself, but like, all I want to do is be treated like everybody else. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be treated like don't be scared. Don't be shy. Don't like don't you know walk on eggshells around me. Right. That that's so annoying to right. me. Because I'm a tough bitch, <laughs> and I can right. take it right back. Like, yeah. you know I mean? it's, like, right. it's fine. You, you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. It, yeah. Like, don't treat us fucking differently in yeah. that way. It's really condescending and it's insulting. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, with this landscape of Hollywood now, mm. and, you know, with this need for representation, I feel like a lot of like the disabled community. There's this gap. That, yeah. yeah that, oh, that, honey. That, yeah. Huge. That that doesn't that isn't filled. Um. What. What do you think the industry needs to do in order? I mean, you kind of touched on it already. Let's treat people like people. But yes. also, what do they need to do? Because I think there's – do you think there's a difference in representation for, like, a person of color or the, uh, the gay community or 
uh, versus a, the disabled community? Do you think there's a like kind of this I mean, the fine ex- line? The experiences are different, but I think getting those things made are it's hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's this there's a disconnect because at one hand there's this whole narrative of like Hollywood loves diversity now and loves representation. Right. It's like, but also it's not true because literally like getting those shows made is still so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And if you have one of those shows on the air, they're like, oh well, we already have the trans show. Yeah, that's we, it. We're exactly. done. We already, have, we already have the disabled show. Exactly. You know, like meanwhile, it's we like have the black show. Yeah, like <laughs> we have the black show. We have the Asian Kevin show. Kevin James just like farts. And, like, <laughs> They're like, like, oh my god, four, let's give him has, like four <laughs> new shows. And I'm like, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So I think that there's like, I think there's a total disconnect because like someone that's on the front lines of like being in the business and working in it, it's still incredibly hard to get this shit made. And I think that like basically the onus falls on the gatekeepers to give them yeah. the access and also by the way to make sure that disabled stories are told but they're told from actual fucking disabled people mm-hmm. because exactly. what I actually see and it's really frustrating for me is that you know a non-disabled person will be in the front of it and then they just profit off the pain of our story and our mm. experience and like they're not like basically like we live in a capitalist country that like <laughs> runs and the currency is power and like like you need to give disabled people jobs and opportunities. Like it's not that complicated because it's mm-hmm. like it's like this idea where like you know that's why Scar Joe is like fucking playing trans. It's because there's not. Oh, she's like Asian. And, and <laughs> like, it's because because they're like well Hollywood's like well there's not really a trans bankable movie star. It's like well like imagine all the movie stars. There was always someone was always taking a chance. Right, someone exactly. once took a chance on Angelina Jolie. Right. Like 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 movie stars are not made overnight. Like someone takes the risk and says this person's amazing. We're gonna put them ahead of the camera but it's also I mean not to get total liberal arts school but it's like it's also like systemic in the sense that like I know that I didn't grow up gay and disabled and think oh my god I want to be an actor like take me to acting class I was just like gee I hope I can literally get through life alive (laughs) and like not drool on someone during art class Mm -hmm. like that was my main motivation so it's like the marginalized communities need to also feel empowered and feel like these are actual opportunities that are realistic for them to pursue Mm. because it doesn't even like I mean even me acting in the show was such a fucking journey because I initially was like, oh, I'm not doing it. Like, like when yeah, we I went out for the first time. Yeah, that's always the plan. Oh, never the plan. Initially, I was like, I'm not doing it because, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I feel like also as a marginalized person, like, you feel bad wanting more, you know? So I was like, oh, oh yeah. you know, I'm the writer, so that's enough. Right. Oh, I'm going to just write it. Don't right. worry about me. I'll just be here writing. It's like, it felt selfish or something for me to actually admit to myself, like, oh, I kind of would love to be in it. Like, it felt like it was too much for a disabled person. Oh, yeah. Somebody. Yeah, definitely. It's, you it's, know? it's that, there, uh, this thing has been coming up for me, is that this imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes, yes, and not in being afraid to ask for things yeah. that you fucking want. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, right. like, you see a mediocre straight white male who's literally just like, la, 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 la. And they're and like, oh, like, here's I money. Want right. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. I'm like, great, 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 great. Totally. And I'm like, are you fucking joking? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like God, get like I always say, like you know, please give me the the confidence of a mediocre straight white male. Yeah. Please, can we bottle that somewhere and spritz right. it on herself every goddamn no, day? You could buy that at Bath and Body Works. Oh, I'm sure. That could be your daily affirmation. I'm sure. Like. I know, right? I know. It's like it's like my name is Tom. I'm a mid-level, untalented writer working on a sitcom for CBS, but I actually think I'm a genius, and I keep getting jobs because yeah. I think I'm a genius. So I tricked everyone to think I'm a genius. So I'm this person. I'm Tom. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to Tom. <laughs> sorry, no, Tom. sorry, Tom. Yeah. Stop there. Actually, not sorry. sorry. I'm tired of apologizing. <laughs> Here we go again. Right? I'm tired of apologizing. <laughs> um, so- 
So do you have an idea uh, where you would want special to go for season two? Yes, okay. I do. I mean, I have a blurry watercolor of an idea. Okay. I think like definitely half hour for sure because I want to. Yes. I yes, want to yes. give Kim a real emotional yes. arc and take her on yes. a journey and maybe Olivia too. Yeah. I, um, I, I definitely want. I want Ryan and and Karen to spend some time apart. Like they have that huge fight at the end. Yes. And I don't want it to be Which like. Which is kind of upsetting, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, but I but I really I think like honestly, I mean, I'm talking out of my ass and like everything can change, but like I I really actually want them to be separated for a couple episodes in a real way, like not crossing with each other. Because mm-hmm. like honestly, like with big blowups with family members, like that shit last a while yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I mean it happens if you heard like things giving me like oh we we don't talk to oh, Uncle yeah. George anymore because he he took <laughs> a, he took a two big slice of the cheesecake like <laughs> in 1989 <laughs> and, and then it erupted into a war right. of words yeah. and yeah. family beef family is Herbie yeah. fully loaded <laughs> it is loaded as fuck honey like so it's like I, I think it would be almost disingenuous to like to have them reconcile so I kind of want them to be apart and really feel like what that's like for them um, I definitely want to bring back the sex worker Shay, and I want to make him. I liked him. I want to make him a big part of the story. Yeah, there's yeah, there's something. I don't want to say nice, but it, there was. Tra- I thought there was something. He was very charming. Yeah. And also, Brian Jordan Edwards is like truly so fucking talented. It, yeah, he's like as a writer, like you just foam with the mouth because like he just takes your writing and he does something so unique with it. Mm-hmm. Like he really puts his own flavor on it. Mm-hmm. And so I get excited at the thought of like writing him more scenes and stuff like that. Nice. So, so yeah. We're um, living for that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Fingers whatever. Crossed. There's like things happen. <laughs> <laughs> who fucking knows? Things will happen uh, or they won't if we don't get renewed. So who well, knows? Let's, yeah. let's put it out in the universe yeah. right well, now. Season this, two. This, yeah. This, Podcast, we have manifested a lot. A of lot things. of stuff. Really, <laughs> stuff has happened. We had some Emmy winners that came on well, before, and they like won an Emmy, and it was like really, wow. yeah. it was because of our podcast. Yeah, yeah it's because. <laughs> oh, I love, I love this. Oh, you're like, well, so we, we are responsible for. <laughs> we're, we're, you know what? We, have you met Lena Waithe? We're responsible. <laughs> yeah, for that. Lena was on our podcast. Are you yeah, serious? And you know what? And LOL, oh, well, I just made that up. And, and, and Winston <laughs> Duke and Letitia Wright were like two of the cast members from Black Panther yeah. who were on, and, and they Chris, blew up. Darren Chris was on it, and, and like he won the Emmy. It was for an Emmy, whatever, and he won the Emmy. Won. Oh my! So God. we make dreams come. We're like the Make a Wish Foundation, <laughs> Do you basically. Help people get money. <laughs> I'm really into just now. Yeah, oh, just money, no, like a bags was... of money. I just oh, want yeah. money. That's the next part of my dream. Yeah. Like, you I hear want, that? I want to buy basically a Spanish bungalow for 900 square feet for a million dollars. That is really. You know what? That is literally what it is out the there. The secret. You know, the secret manifesting is very much about specific things, and you just put it out there, and it's going to happen. Well, it's yeah. funny. Like, it's funny, actually. I had this amazing producer on Awkward, and she told me one day, she's like, you are a manifester. And I was mm. like, really? Mm. I just, here's the thing. I just don't think of a no. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think of a no. And honestly, it requires a certain level of delusion. Mm. It does. Right. And right. just a sprinkle, because if you go too far, it's like then you're you actually become just delusional. Then, <laughs> you're yeah. the like, delusional then you psycho. start shopping. And then you're yeah. like half the people in Hollywood. Yeah. But, yeah. but then it's like, but like, but like a little bit of like, yeah, I'm going to do this and it's going to happen. That will go a long way. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I agree. Yeah. I vision agree. board it. Right. Is there anything else that you're working on? I mean, you, you, you mentioned, mentioned 90210. Yeah. The 90210 reboot, which is coming out. Tomorrow, just yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> it's coming out in August, um, and then uh, I just I, yeah I think that's it. Well, that's good. We're well, looking forward all. to that. that one, yeah. So 
like to kind of wrap up the podcast with like fun questions. Sure. Like, they're very random. Okay. So, um, first question is, would you rather accidentally, this is kind of morbid. Okay. <laughs> would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child or accidentally be responsible for the death of three adults? Uh, <laughs> I chose that one. <laughs> Wait, that's a really good that's question. That's really hard. It's really hard. Honestly, yeah. oh my god, that <laughs> is so that is such a pickle. Yeah. I want to say child. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 no. I'm sorry. So I killed a child accidentally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Or yeah. accidentally adults. three adults. Because I'm imagining like a hit and run, like a hit and like I hit someone with a car. Oh yeah. Three adults. Yeah. I'm like <gasps> whatever. Oops, and then yeah. and then if it's a kid, I'm like oh my god, Dang. what have I done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think intellectually it should be the other way around but emotionally it feels I would emotionally it'd be adults because I would feel like oh this child could have been like yeah. the person who cured cancer or right. like but what if you did the... kill the person that <laughs> that was like who was like in the I midst would, of no, cancer I think the three adults makes sense because it's population control right oh wow. that's true. <laughs> what a spin <laughs> what a window into your brain what a window into both see your how, brains right? see how we both think I love that <laughs> um, so uh, you know your character you know, on on on, uh, on special going is, is going through the dating apps. <laughs> yeah. What was the what is the most interesting grinder scruff Tinder experience that you are willing to I share? I've never heard of scruff. Oh. It's, it's like a grinder. Okay. Oh, you never heard of, um, <laughs> I have not. This is gonna sound really stupid, but like I haven't. Oh, I did hook up with I. Well, I have a boyfriend, but mm-hmm. we're like monogish, obviously. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're, we're not. We're not psychotic. Yeah. We're not like. <laughs> actually closed <laughs> but um but like I, before you you had your boy well yeah. no i mean i i i met a guy off grinder i i don't really use the apps yeah okay? so this is like i'm very naive okay, okay. so this guy he's hot i like daddies so like <laughs> I, I love like an older i, I love, love an older it. moment yeah oh. so so basically like this guy sent me his pictures he looked hot he's like come over i go to his apartment it's like very kind of like sad vanderpump rules you know like, <laughs> you know, like a vanderpump rules apartment yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm talking about right yeah, yeah. Love like vanderpump a like rules. a sad yeah, yeah. carpet vertical blinds yeah, got it. vertical got blinds, yes. vertical blinds <laughs> bitch uh run right. vertical blinds so, realness so so basically he opens the door he's not he does not look like what he looked like in the photos. You know, typical. This is typical. But by the way, I'm like, I'm in single privilege. I, I'm in couple privilege land. So I, yeah. I don't know. I know I know the roads are rough. I know the streets are tough. Yeah. But I'm like, la, la, la. I'm like on my marshmallow cloud. So everyone's like, duh. They, no, one, no one sends a photo that's accurate. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because my brain, I guess from being disabled, TBH, is like, I, like that starts off the hookup on such a disgusting dishonest note right. like you're a liar it's yeah. been i'm meeting you as a liar mm. so why would i want to get my like be ready to fuck you yeah. I don't, <laughs> like you literally just lied you tricked me i've been tricked yeah you know? so anyway i go into his house it's like sad it's dark mm. he's very hurt. sweet but like mild mannered and like flat you know mm. what i mean there's like nothing really to work like with. very beige yeah like i'm just trying and we like start kissing there's no fuck oh no so then, so, then <laughs> so then i go into his bedroom and this feels like a sex in the city episode because it is there's literally like teddy bears everywhere oh my lined oh. Up oh everywhere my all around the room teddy bears everywhere and i'm like, like of all sizes and shapes and yeah how old do you um, was he or do you know how I don't know, not what he claimed to be. I think he was really 60. He was really Jeez. nice. I don't want to like shame. I don't want to No, no, shame, no, no, but, no. Like, you know, but I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping on the teddy bears. Yeah, that's no, weird. So then I was like, oh, that's really weird that you have all these teddy bears. Just like, I didn't think about it. And he was like, why? 
And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm like some people might consider it weird, but I don't. <laughs> I like, which was like a save. Was that, like a, I was just joking. Yeah, it was like, it was a save that didn't save. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? it was like okay, but also I'm like, why don't you think this is weird? Anyway, I, I was obsessed with that. Right, like, right. Teddy that. bears. Yeah, um, so then I guess it's better than dolls. Like I think I think it's equal. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's not. equal. I mean, dolls okay. are actually really creepy. Yeah, like if it was like if it was like forty thousand Annabelles staring back oh. at you, you'd be like, okay, mm, yeah, your dick bye. would be like, I'm really <laughs> well, at least dolls are collectibles. Well, are teddy bears collectibles? I think they are. Sure. I love <laughs> that it's all about the collectible. Right. <laughs> Another fucking window. Okay, so yeah, like, you know, I'll kill three people. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan I know. of collectibles. You're like, well, it's collectible. I know. And then and then it's stupid. Basically, the teddy bears, we started hooking up. It was like nothing. I, again, this is stupid because I never use the apps, but we just have this hookup where there's just no chemistry at yeah. all. Like, what do you do? And then this guy just lied to me, and he has teddy bears everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know. So then eventually, I think we just both give up. And he's like, can I jerk off? And like, <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. And then he jerked off, and I just watched him. And oh I was like, my I God. was like, well, because I couldn't get hard. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, I'm being honest. Like, I just could not get oh hard. Oh, my God. So anyway, he could, and he came, and I left. Jeez. <laughs> well... Well, is, you know, it's kind this of, is more every, of a every, sad story. <laughs> sad this isn't like lol. This is just like a window into the dating that app world. That would be great to incorporate in season two. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> if, if we see this in season two, we're gonna be all. He broke that. Uh, Ryan broke that on our podcast. <laughs> uh, there you go, taking responsibility <laughs> right. for literally exactly. everything. Exactly. I'm obsessed. You're like any storyline. It's all because it's of all because of New Hollywood. Oh, oh. So, who was your first celebrity crush? Ryan Phillippe. His ass. Oh. Not even Ryan Phillippe. Oh, from Cruel Intentions? His, his Cruel ass Intentions? changed my life. <laughs> so Cruel Intentions came out when I was like 12, probably. So I was like just beginning to like masturbate and stuff. Mm -hmm. And But I was masturbating in that very like 12-year-old way where it's like it could have been anything. I mean, I kind of knew I liked men, but it was like easy to jerk off to women. LOL, those were the days. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being that horny where you're like, this will do. Um, but I remember seeing his ass on in the theaters and being like, that is the the most perfect thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's truly perfection. And luckily, he was naked a lot. In yeah, the and he's, he's aged really well, too. Incredible. Like, yes. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's one of these... Well, yeah. Yeah. I was rooting for him and Reese, though. Really? Oh, I don't... No, you weren't? I don't think he was good to Reese. No, oh, okay. I don't think so. Well, I don't, but... That's just me. That's a caller. <laughs> yeah, Reese? <laughs> what did he do to right. you? Um, so our final question, we ask this to all our guests. Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's a writer, actor, producer, or storyteller, that you think is that you think deserves more shine that's not in the mainstream? Like a name of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah name. Yeah, people oh my God. that you think I deserve don't... more credit than they actually get. Yeah, maybe they're like they're they're doing good things, but not, not a lot of people are noticing know who yeah. they are. Oh, yeah. well, I feel like this show has gotten attention. I feel like I feel like that question is triggering because I feel like it's like almost shade. Like if someone thinks that they actually are, you're like someone who doesn't get discussed. And you're like, I thought I did. <laughs> no, but it's like anyone, even like anyone. In well, the I will say yet. there's this incredible show this close that's on Sundance now that stars and it's it's by Shoshana Stern and Josh Feldman, who are both deaf. Um, oh. And Josh is gay and deaf. <coughs> Sorry, and then um, they, what was it called again? This close. This close. Oh, and then they, they wrote it. Yeah. They created it. It's just an amazing example of representation mm -hmm. from the people actually who have lived it, and it's incredible. So everyone should watch it. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much. This for was being, this a was, joy. This was so much. Yeah, this this so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I hope I get a bungalow out of this. <laughs> yes. You will. You will. It will happen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.